Organizations in government and business are either implementing or contemplating deploying continuous monitoring systems. Continuous monitoring is often thought of as a compliance tool, but it's much more. Hello, I'm Eric, Chabro of Information Security Media Group, and I'm pleased to be joined by John Streifer, Director of Federal Network Resilience at the Department of Homeland Security. Welcome, John. Thank you, Eric. It's good to talk to you today. You've had a lot of success in deploying continuous monitoring at the State Department and now at DHS. You're helping other federal agencies employ continuous monitoring. First off, let's define what is continuous monitoring. I don't know if it's always clear to people. I know it's not constant monitoring, right? Yes, the word continuous is open to a a lot of interpretation. The Federal Information Security Management Act back in 2002 asked for the update or review once a year and then implementing regulations for that same law, the Federal Information Security Management Act requested certification and accreditation studies the first time and then reauthorizations at least once every three years. When those studies were formally done with testing once every three years. It was a very big job. It was comprehensive to large networks and some cases that spanned the world for the Department of Defense and the Department of State. So the check once every three years was judged to be more than enough as the attacks and exploits have increased in frequency by some measures uh, quadrupling. In some cabinet departments, the number of incidents that are occurring annually over the last four years, the need to increase the frequency of testing is there. Now a sort of standard measure for uh, continuous monitoring might be every one to three days in some cabinet departments uh, at the Department of Justice and the Department of Veterans Administration and a handful of other federal organizations. Some checks are being made now as frequently as every 20 minutes. What satisfies as adequate testing has increased. In fact, even the definition of continuous seems to be under a lot of scrutiny for when enough is enough. And basically, what you're looking for is whether controls are in place and whether any vulnerabilities exist. Yes, we have the guidelines of the National Institute of Standards and Technology, Instruction 800-53, which attempts to have a catalog of all known risks. So those that are under, under operational attack in the government are now looking at a subset of those controls and trying to test more uh, frequently. Uh, common topics in certification accreditation studies for the government the last 10 years included uh, vulnerability testing and configuration uh, compliance testing. As the attacks have increased, those subsets of 800-53, the catalog of all known controls, numbers of tests have increased. Uh, well, clearly, as the tempo of threats has gone up, uh, the need for testing has also increased. How is continuous monitoring helping organizations comply with regulations? From a couple of different vantage points, the adequacy of Uh, compliance with existing law and regulation has been on the minds of chief financial officers and chief information security officers and chief information officers. The idea of internal controls testing has dominated the financial field for a number of years as the percentage of systems used for financial management and internal controls are increasingly automated. There's been some cross-review between financial and the security controls on systems that have been reviewed by the chief information security officer and typically the designated approval authority in the federal government, which is often the CIO. 
the need for compliance with testing against the controls, which some Office of Inspector Generals and, in cases, the uh, GAO have asked for 100% control testing once every three years. The focus on compliance has been strong over the last decade. The companion to compliance testing is to make repairs which are do control test, which are directly impacted by exploits or attacks on the cabinet department and agency. So what used to be part of internal controls rigor or discipline is now expanded into control testing for the very protection against the organization, a variety of kinds of exploits, which include taking intellectual property or personally identifying information to distant locations where potential damage can occur to the cabinet department or depending on the uh, specifics sometimes employees or citizens who have filed information while doing business with the government. Continuous monitoring. How is that managed in the sense that we're dealing with different kinds of technologies and personnel, correct? Yes, the tool set that was used for compliance. There are a large number of commercial off-the-shelf packages that would search for vulnerability and configuration setting weaknesses across government systems. So what was understood with increasing awareness over the last several years is that those same commercial off-the-shelf tools that could look for vulnerability and configuration setting and other antivirus and good hygiene weaknesses in a compliance test could be leveraged to prevent those 80% of attacks and known vulnerabilities that are now part of the operational tempo. So again, what used to be done for compliance is now being automated and the goal is to roll out across an organization, find where those vulnerability weaknesses and other configuration setting challenges exist and move to correct those as rapidly as possible. Do you see other benefits to continuous monitoring? Well, uh, a notion that John Gilligan had from uh, very early on. For those who don't know John Gilligan, he's behind uh, the 20 core configurations. He's also the former CIO at the Air Force Department and Energy Department. That's correct. John Gilligan has been a thought leader for many of the CIOs, CISOs, which are duty. And what he noticed at the Air Force and Department of Energy is that as you moved as a CIO to standardize configurations, they were not only more secure, but they lowered the operational cost, the cabinet department and agency. There was less maintenance involved and directly with that change of increased standardization was a higher level of service. So there's uh, almost a trifecta of controlling costs, increasing service, and improving security in a climate here in Washington where we're looking intently at the budget. Hard to argue against that kind of triple benefit that would come from attention to good configurations and good security. Do you think of other benefits? Well, the stronger the core infrastructure uh, would be likely uh, platforms against which we deploy software uh, would be improved. It's called uh, inheriting of you know, good controls in a strong, secure environment. I think that the notion here that we would want to talk about next are that we would uh, do well to design strong security into our applications in the, the first place. What we would look for here is to 
anticipate the kind of controlled testing that is going to be necessary long run and actually build it into the organization so that the application is strong in the first place and that you're not adding security as an afterthought, sometimes referred to as bolting it on at the last minute. Major design changes that would take security into account are like all software changes. They're relatively inexpensive at the design phase and they could involve close to 100% rework if it's brought in after the fact. So the theory that we should begin thinking about security very early uh, and especially incorporating it into our software systems and our ongoing testing regimen would all be benefits to consider in this move of doing security beyond just pure compliance. If we had this conversation about continuous monitoring five years from now, what would be different? How do you see it evolving? Well, five years from now, the notions that are still under discussion, should I increase the frequency of control testing, are likely to be settled. A good portion of the government, especially those that are responsible for the continuity of business operations and those that are monitoring attacks can see them increasing. The portions of the government that do uh, compliance studies and uh, spending on compliance in the government is still a uh, more than a billion dollars a year is, is spent on that, about 25% uh, or more of the security expenditure for the best that I can determine looking at the reporting to Congress under the Federal Information Security Management Act. So the thinking five years from now is to try to capture those compliance-related studies recognize that the idea was good to seek out compliance, but simply increase the frequency of testing wherever possible through automation. So I think five years from now, we'll be thinking about the same test, but attempting to do them more frequently, recording the results, compare the security results across the organization, and ask whether the taxpayer's information is being protected and the operations can uh, continue, notwithstanding the increase of threats that we're seeing. And would the frequency of continuous monitoring diminish? In other words, will we get to a point of being constant monitoring? Well, there are discussions how frequently the tests should be run. Our experience at the State Department and a number of the other civilian agencies are that those that are making changes on the systems probably can only cope with new output about once a day as they're doing security along with many other customer and technical responsibilities. Another notion is as we move toward more virtual environments that we would try to automate the patching and have it go on seamlessly in the background. A number of the commercial products that are available to the internal government environments have this feature, and we are seeing a trend uh, referred to where the those that are running cloud-based environments are taking advantage of automated patching and provisioning of their various servers and desktop or session instances. So everything seems to be heading toward trying to get into position to improve the mean time between patching, uh, reducing that to the lowest possible amount. There's where your idea of continuous five years from now is likely to be more commonplace than it is today. Thanks, John. Good to talk to you today, Eric. I've been speaking with John Streifer, Director of Network Resilience at the Department of Homeland Security for Information Security Media Group. I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.